And after all this, I leave you with a new podcast of scientific culture by some students of different high school. See you tomorrow and bye. Medicine is one of the oldest practices in the world, as all as human history. Although they cannot be documented, there is no doubt that in prehistoric time, healing techniques emerged to deal with the ailments of the time, procedures based on nature and superstition. However, the candle of the world we understand today as medicine in the West is ancient Greece. It was around the Eagan Sea that the art of healing underwent a fundamental change. There it went from being an accumulation of practice and beliefs without any real rigor to becoming a rational activity, thus suggests to firm methodological and theoretical commitments. It acquired, acquired the character of a prestigious profession. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you listen to me. I'm Marcos Muñoz and you listen to a podcast of Scientific Culture in Spotify. Today we're going to talk about an important topic that is the medicine in the ancient Greece. Throughout the Iliad and the Odyssey, Homer reveals the medical knowledge possessed in the Archaic period between the 8th and 5th centuries before Christ, a knowledge born of the conservation of the human body but in which magic still occupies a prominent place. For the Greeks, illness could have a natural or divine origin. The former referred to trauma injuries caused mainly in warfare and to environmental disease when an ailment was caused by the influence of the environment. The second motivation was divine, as punishment sent by the gods. Depending on the origin, diseases were treated with different remedies. In the case of natural ailments, remedies were mainly surgical, dietetic, or pharmacological. A surgical healing consisted first of all in the removal of sharp objects. Ailments of divine origin also have their place in Homer's poems. At this stage, internal illnesses are always related to the magical. The medicine of the time has the priest physician as its protagonist. He is responsible not only for the relief of the body but also for the soul. This figure celebrated magical rites invoking some divinity to therapeutic purpose. In addition to prayers, the physician priest would resort to other remedies such as catharsis, which so they drive away the miasmas, the bad air that cause illnesses through fire, water of migrations or the orgiastic cults, festivities which, by taking the sick person away from their routine, turned them into someone else. 
music and dance were another resource since the joy they provoked contributed to healing, among many others. And now I'm going to talk about some people very well know about the medicine. Uh, the first of, first of all, I'm going to talk of Hippocrates, that is considered the father of medicine. Hippocrates is a relevant name in this new way of conducting medicine. The semi-mythical figure of Hippocrates takes precedence over the historical figure. He is considered to be the father of medicine, although the profession has had been practiced for centuries. Born around 460 before Christ, he was a disciple of the healer Eridicus of Celimbria. He belonged to the as Clepiades branch on his mother's side, a family with a tradition in this field and with an important political influence on the Einstein of course. What we know of Hippocrates' life we owe to testimonies such as that of Plato, who in his dialogue Protagoras has him told to Socrates to teach him the art of healing while in Phaedrus, Socrates praised his thought. Aristotle later, later cites him in his politics as a great man thanks to his medical science. The fact is that he is credited with consolidating the Hippocratic Corpus, the first collection of scientific tests in the ancient world, although not all the treaties that make it up for 53 were written by him. In any case, the corpus provides an insight into his thought and allows us to measure the contribution of this heritage to Western medicine. In this compendium, we can find some example of the new rationality for the art of healing. For example, the Hippocrates considered that the epilepsy was caused by poor circulation of air throughout the veins which cooled or heated the brain. The remedy was to balance the dry and the wet, the cold and the hot among men by diet. As for amputation, when a wound was too severe, a fracture too complicated or a bandage too tight, and a limb was gangrenous, they would wait it until the damage reached to the joint and separated by incision. The death from the healthy. In On the Fishian, the Hippocratic concern for the profession becomes clear. Anyone could present himself as an expert, so it was essential to take care in attire and behavior. The corpus formed a complex and heterogeneous world. However, the treatise shared the idea that the body functions by the action of four humors, liquids. There are blood, phlegm, yellow bile, and black bile, equivalent to the four elements of the presocratic philosopher Empedocles, air, water, fire, and earth. A correct balance of this humor brings health to organisms.
These medical concessions survived until the 19th century. The imbalance of some of these humors justified the appearance of diseases, and their origin was to be found in environmental or dietary causes. The medical tax was to re-establish the harmony that the organisms had lost. An excess of flame water, for example, was due to an excess of cold and humidity, and would therefore be compensated through its opposite, fire, which is why dry and warm environments were recommended to the patient. Apart from Hippocrates, there were other Greek physicians worthy of mention. Acmion of Crotona is the first Western physician of whom Tess have survived, and some consider him to be the father of medicine, ahead of Hippocrates, while some attribute to him the authorship of the oath, the famous Hippocratic Tristis. Hippocrates' own teacher, Ericus of Celimbria, was also important. Now, however, achieve a fame comparable to that of the physician of course. Only the Greek Galen, some 500 years later in the time of Imperial Rome, managed to approach the prestige of his predecessor, and he did so by following the Hippocratic line. Both he and Hippocrates were regarded as the leading exponents of medicine for more than 1,000 years. 500 years. Now you know more about how medicine was somehow created. I hope you like it and remember that you can listen to me whenever you want it. See you in the next podcast and I leave you with the weather. Bye!